Yes! Boom! There it is, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It's Tuesday, and we're ready to rock this joint for another great episode of the Business Bros. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Time for you to drop some here we go all right all you business pros out there before we jump into the show just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today give us a like give us a follow subscribe and drop a review help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings we'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it and if you want to be a guest on the show we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well go to www.businessbros.biz schedule your time and don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Today's guest is the opposite of what most people imagine when they hear the word influencer. As a middle-aged, married, bald dad of two, who's going to follow him on Instagram? More like unfluencer, am I right? Nevertheless, Our guest knows social, and he is helping businesses everywhere leverage social media to captivate their audience and grow their businesses. Today's guest knows that buyers make decisions based on emotion, not features or benefits, and he helps companies connect with their buyers on that emotional level by creating memorable, engaging marketing that creates sustainable results. Tune in to learn how our guest made it to number 30 on Forbes' top 50 social media power influencers list and what you can do to make your social media a powerhouse. Joining us today from Socialistics out of Monroe, Washington, welcome to the show, Jason Yormar. Well, Woo! all right, all right, Jason, let's do this thing. Welcome to the program, man. man thank uh, you for having me. Okay, so first of all, the stab at the whole bald dad, I, I, I totally resemble that remark. I understand where you're coming from. So uh, let's let's show James what people with no hair can do on a show. What do you say? Right, I'm down. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, man. So let's, let's start with the idea of hopping online. You're, I mean... I come from one of the last, uh, I was born in 82, so I grew up in a kind of a a unique situation where I still played outside and waited till the lights came on, kind of got introduced to a computer at an older age, not really a younger age. Uh, And it didn't, it took me up until about 35 or so, 33, 35 or so, before I really started to use social media as a tool versus just where I check my invites to the uh, local kid parties, right? To to the other friends and family party. What was it for you that took you from not having uh, that type of technological thing to now using it as a tool? Yeah, I mean, it really started uh, probably in college. I, uh, I, it's a, it's a miracle that I ever ultimately got a degree for as little class that I went to. Um, and really, all of 
all of the success that I had, or really the things that I learned were outside of the classroom. And part of that, I worked in a bookstore and I got, I got to work in the, um, the computer department. This was back in 95, 94, mid nineties. So, um, just got exposed to computers at, around then and got to sit in front of them forever, learned to learn how to make websites using Microsoft front page. So I'd make a website for like sports clubs or things of that nature. So just really got acclimated to it at a pretty early age or a pretty early time in terms of like the internet, you know, just kind of starting to take shape. So that was my first introduction to it. And ever, ever since then, I just self-learned, picked up on things and really, you know, leveraged trial and error, just trying things, figuring things out on my own and just being in the right place at the right time. Uh, as the internet started to take shape around, you know, the turn of the century. And it's still not a hundred percent. Like we know exactly how everything's going. It's still changing over time. I'll, I'll give you a classic example. You talked about a website today. We're talking more about landing pages, same type of thing, different type of process. Uh, what, what, What's changed since you've started? What what have you seen as some of the major pinnacle things that are that are like kind of redefining the space as uh well, I mean, as we barely got to know it? <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's a couple different things. I mean, certainly um social media platforms have, you know, changed the dynamic of, you know, digital dramatically. I mean, with people the amount of time people spend on social media channels is just astronomical. Um, so a lot of what businesses they need to be thinking about their presence there because of just the sheer volume of time that that's spent on them. Um, I think the other two things are, um, and this isn't so much a technology thing, but just people's shift in um, mindset. I think people have a much shorter attention span. We have so many options and choices on how we consume media that um, people's attention span is just shrunk. So you really have to be smart about uh, the type of content that you put out and how how it's consumable, how it's bite-sized, how you can kind of grab people's attention. And then certainly the move to mobile, you know, there's certainly a dramatic shift between everybody being in front of really big desktop screens and now everybody's on phones and, and iPads. So you really have to think about how people consume what it is that you create um, when people are much more mobile and, and have shorter attention spans. So to me, those, those are the biggest things that have been the biggest shift um, is just uh, how you how you create content for for the this new world and and really the the other thing is probably just the, the the ability to measure it you know that's the thing that I think businesses love is you know back in the day back in the eighties you know you put a television commercial or a radio ad or a billboard you don't know who's looking at it and you don't know how effective that is and whereas now you know you put some things out you run Facebook ads or ads on TikTok or Twitter or wherever you know how your money's being spent. And what the performance metrics are. So it's a brave, an awesome new world that people of, of any age um, and any background, you can start a business and uh, much more easier than it ever was in the past. So you're telling me there's a chance. Telling me there's a chance. Let's yeah. talk a little bit about that shift in distribution because that's really what you're talking about. I, I remember my very first business. We did uh, radio campaigns. We'd have to sign up for like a six month campaign or something. We'd do yellow page campaigns, yeah. and you had to sign up for like a year marketing contract. Uh, and, and there's a lot of things that we had to pay for. We were limited because of the lack of distribution. That we didn't have that kind of of ability to to spread our message easily. Social media has changed that for us. Tell me what you talk about when you're when you talk to your to your potential clients mm -hmm. about the power of that distribution. 
Yeah, I mean, the nice again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier that you know you don't need a lot to get started. Um, it really just you know it depends on your goals and objectives. You know, having realistic expectations about what's doable based on a budget that you have to work with. But I mean, really, in a matter of minutes, you can you can have an ad out there and be exposed to hundreds, if not thousands, of people. Um, and that's that's really the biggest shift I think that was never possible. You know, 20, 20, 20 or so years ago. So you know, anybody can really get themselves out there and put them in front of a, a relatively large audience relatively quickly. Um, now there's certainly a level of sophistication to that. It really depends on what you're doing. I mean, if you're just, you know, selling $10 widgets and it's a side hustle. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can get on Facebook's ad platform and, and re- do that relatively quickly and easily. Now, if you're an aspiring brand, you you want to build a million dollar business. Well, there's, there's some levels of complexity involved in targeting the right people and making sure that larger budgets, um, are leveraged across the right channels and and putting your your creative in front of the right people at the right time. So there's um, that's certainly where you know getting some help might make some sense uh, when you're talking about scale. But uh, you know that being said, um, you know for for folks that are just starting small businesses and and we even did this is you know you gotta you kind of have to do your own digging up front. You have to you know kind of test some things figure out what works and 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 kind of build things up before maybe you go out and, and get a little bit of help with that sort of thing you know we don't do all of our own marketing which might seem crazy we're a marketing agency but the fact is you know we know what we're best at we know what lane we're in so if we need help around search or seo or things that aren't in that lane we go out and get that help but that didn't come without you know experiencing you know testing those things up front to kind of educate ourselves around what works and what doesn't um, and that's what's incredible about, you know, for all the things that people complain about when it comes to being people being too connected or, or, uh, you know, not getting out and, you know, enjoying the outdoors, um, you know, the digital, you know, the digital growth of, of online and internet has just allowed, it's just created an environment that people can start a business like that, you know, I mean, they really can. And you just have to have the right mindset and, and, uh, and a little bit of patience and uh but all of the tools are there for anybody to kind of really take it and run with it you you mentioned the creative and kind of sticking on the on the distribution side the creative is important right the mm-hmm. content that you're creating the micro pieces the the headlines your your copy all that stuff is vitally important uh because distribution has been kind of pulled back a lot right when when instagram yeah. facebook first came out it was like the wild wild west almost like tiktok is uh today right where you can post something and it gets super reach yeah. today that reach is really limited yeah. uh so help people understand what kind of content has been successful in the past what kind of content are you seeing successful today yeah. that that way they can kind of get an idea of you know okay so i'm gonna post something online what what tends to work? Yeah, well, that's uh, it's a great point. Organic reach is non-existent. I mean, the Facebooks and the Twitters of the world are they're in, they're in the business of making money, and what they want to do is they want to let you use it for free. They want to let you build up an audience, and then they want to charge you to put your stuff in front of that audience. So some might argue that that's you know kind of a, a crappy thing to do, but you know again, it's, it's all relative. You know, imagine what it's it would have cost. Model. Yeah, that's what I mean. You get to use it for free, right? They got to make money somehow, so. Um, but yeah, I mean, creative plays a, a pretty critical component to that. Look, I mean, for most people, it's it's not rocket science. I mean, video's incredibly powerful right now. Um, you know, more and more people. I mean, the, just the sheer volume of of how much people are watching like YouTube. 
um you know tiktok and obviously snapchat have grown tremendously but video is huge short, you know short form video 30 seconds 15 seconds up to a minute i mean people they want to get in and out right they don't want to, they don't want that big commitment content they want to be able to see something and consume it and move on to the next thing so you really have to grab people's attention in a relatively short period of time so short form content is critical now you need you should back that up you know if you're a business and you're trying you know depending on if you're selling like widgets or low cost things that you don't have to have necessarily a ton of long form content, but if you're a higher priced ticket item or service based, or, you know, you have a longer funnel for your customers, you, you want to follow that up with some long form content. You want to have a blog. You want to have things that ultimately upfront are short form kind of grabs their attention, gets them interested, click here for more information. And then they kind of get into maybe some of your longer form videos on YouTube or, or blog posts on your website, but it's those, 30 second snippets really and it doesn't even have to be live action video right there's so many resources out there you can do motion graphics i mean there's so many platforms and tools out there right now where you can you can take static graphics and turn it into motion you can the, the stock photography stock videos um shit go on fiverr and hire somebody for 30 bucks to kind of whip up you know take some of your stuff and, and make it look great in a short form video so there's there's so many options that people have available to them, even if you don't want to do it yourself, to be able to, to, to make great stuff that actually stands out and, and gets in front of people and actually gets them to do what you want them to do. How many of the businesses that you talk to or the people that are trying to create uh, the, the brands, how many of them are like lacking in the consistency or, or maybe better, better said, a better question is, how important is it to be consistent when you're posting on social media to build that brand presence, to become somebody you have to show up Right. Yeah. T -t Today, Junior. And every day. I, yeah. I tell clients all the time, this is where most businesses fail is they treat their, their marketing, especially their social media, like a light switch. They'll turn it on. They'll turn it off. That doesn't work. Right. And then there's a, well, why should I post on social media? What's the big deal? Like it's going to, like, it's going to make that big of a difference whether I post something today. Well, it's not th those individual efforts. It's the sum of what you do over an extended period of time and be in that consistency, whether, you know, whether it's three times a week or five times a week, you know, you need to think ahead. You know, you need to think about what it is that you're going to want to do and come up with a strategy and decide what you're going to, you know, put out a month in advance so that you're not waiting until that. What am I going to post today? Oh, let's, you know, and you don't want to get in a situation like that. So you can't, you know, it's just like the, the analogy I always use for clients is it's this, it's like a car. You got to put fuel in it if you want it to run. It's the same thing. The minute you stop putting fuel in it, it's not going to run. And if you treat it like a light switch, if you only post it here and there, nobody's going to follow you. Nobody's going to pay attention to you. Algorithms aren't going to push your content in front of the right people more regularly. It just doesn't work. So you have to make a commitment. You have to decide, is, is this a thing that I'm going to invest in, either with time or money? And am I going to stick to it? And am I, am I going to treat it strategically? You know, Nothing is worth doing if you don't do it right. So either do it right or don't do it at all. Pick the things that matter to your business and move the needle for you. And sometimes you have to prioritize things. And for a lot of businesses, social media usually gets put, pushed aside because personally people usually hate it or they don't want anything to do with it, but that doesn't mean it can't work for your business. So I try to kind of separate those opinions when people feel that way personally. So when, when posting stuff on a regular basis, cause we, we post stuff all the time, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's a constant thing for us cause we want to make sure that we remain visible. Uh, but we have a method of creating content. The podcast itself allows <laughs> us to create a long form piece of content that we yeah. can then break up and, and reutilize for other different platforms. Um, when you're talking, 
It's absolutely true, right? When you're talking to your clients and they're the type of person who they don't really use social media, you get that pushback. Yeah. Uh, what strategies can you recommend to people? What, what habits can you help them build into place so that they are posting on a consistent basis? That way it's not like, you know, oh man, I got to do something. It's almost like second nature. I do now. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I tell them you, you need to hire us or you need to hire somebody because if they're just like, if they're really... Like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to think about it. Um, if they're at least in a mindset of like, I know I need it and I need, I know I need to do it well to help grow my business, but I don't want to do it. Then you need to hire somebody Then you know, sometimes that might mean an agency like ours. Sometimes that might mean, okay, you can't afford us hire, you know, hire, uh, an individual, you know, consultant or somebody that, you know, isn't an agency and it's just a, a single person, you know, regardless of what that is, find somebody that's talented and is going to be able to help you take take on that heavy lift because time is money. You know, people are most business owners that are savvy and understand that, you know, they're not going to have a problem throwing some money at something if it means that they don't have to do it as long as it's done well. So, you know, typically, you know, most of the potential clients that we talk to, they're not interested in being told how to do it. I mean, they really are looking for help in doing it. And uh, in most cases, you know, I just lay down a realistic picture for them. Like, but I'm honest with them. I'll say like, here, here's how to do it. Here's a blueprint or, or here's how to go fish for yourself. But you know, 90% of the time, they're like, I, I get it. I understand what you're saying, but I don't want to do it. How, how can I get somebody to help me do this? And sometimes we might be a good fit for them. And sometimes another path might make sense for them, but there's tons of really talented folks out there that can help business owners of all different sizes and wherever they're at in the history of their business um, that can help them at least, you know, start to make, make some progress around, you know, moving into a better direction with that. We got people who, uh, they know they're supposed to post, right? Cause they said they were supposed to do it, right? They said, I need to have a social media presence online. Well, why are they saying that? What, what is the value of creating content? What is the value of being a guest on podcasts? What's the value mm -hmm. of putting out these things regularly? Yeah. Well, it's a couple of things. I mean, one, this is where people are spending their time. Like if you look at any chart or statistic online about social media usage, you know, billions of users spending an average of a couple hours a day. So this is where people are. This is where the eyeballs are. So there's, it's a no brainer that, you know, you want to be where people are at. Um, and the other part of it is signals, right? You know, depending on what you do, um, you know, when you create content, you're creating signals in, the, in a digital environment that, you know, when people look for things, you know, regardless of what you're selling, when you create social media content, when you do a podcast, when you create videos, you know, YouTube's the second largest search engine in the world. You put content out there, you're creating signals that basically then ultimately are the things that people find when they're searching for what it is that you have to offer. So, you need to put that stuff out there. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. Again, it comes down to the consistency. And, and really one of the biggest pieces of advice that I give uh, newer business owners is because nine times out of 10, they're not going to have the budget or the time to do everything. It's better to be great at less than average at everything. Like you've got a, you've got a finite amount of resources to use in terms of time and money. And then you also have certain passions and things that you're interested in or, or things that, you know, lend themselves to maybe you more than somebody else. Maybe you love visuals. Maybe you love video. Focus on that. Or, or maybe you love podcasting. Maybe you love talking. You know, pick the thing that you're going to enjoy or that aligns to your business and pour most of your efforts into that place and get that part right. Do that the best that you can. Don't take like, like if you have a hundred dollars, don't take that hundred dollars and spread it out across five different things. Take that hundred dollars 
and use it on one or two things and be the very best at that and nail that and maximize your ROI on that and then build off of that. Because so many businesses try to be everything to everybody, post here, do it here, and they don't care about this. They don't put any effort into it. And everything's just average and it does nothing. And then that's when they, they check out. Okay, this doesn't work. I'm done. No, it didn't work because you you, you didn't do it right. You didn't put 100% into everything. You, you, you kind of spread yourself too thin. So pick the thing that you love or pick the thing that makes the most sense for your business. Get that right. Build off of that. So we're, it's funny that you say that because we're focusing our attention very much on uh, testimonials, creating video testimonials for clients, because let's face it, like if, if I tell you I'm good, you're going to be like, oh, okay. But if, you know, my, my clients yeah. come over here and tell you that, that I'm doing a great job for them, all of a sudden it's believable. Do testimonials make for good social media content? Oh, absolutely. Your online rep your reputation is everything, especially if you're service-based. Um, that's, I mean, uh, I can't remember the number, like it's. Like people read like nine out of 10 people, um, you know, look at reviews before they, they make a commitment to a service-based business. Um, it, I mean, the numbers are ridiculous. So you absolutely want people talking positively about what you do and capturing that. And I think one of the things that businesses typically fail at is getting that, asking for that. Because think about it. Think of your own experiences in life. For example, you go to a restaurant. When are you going to leave a review for a restaurant? In one of two scenarios, you had an amazing experience that just blew your mind and you feel compelled to go leave a review, or you had a miserable experience and you're like, I'm telling everybody about how miserable. So it's, it's those extreme experiences that drive action. Everything in the middle, typically nothing happens, right? You still want the, the people that have a eight out of 10 or nine, that, you don't have a 10 out of 10 experience at a restaurant all the time, but eight, nine. Yeah, that happens pretty often. You want those they're not probably going to leave a review, right? So you need to ask, you know, and if your business is like service-based or, or something, you know, higher costs, you need to ask your customers, whether, you know, it's in your email footers, whether it's on your website, you know, you need to, you need to ask them to do it or, or even incentivize it. You can't incentivize them to leave a positive one, but then, Hey, you know, leave a review, get this. It's hugely powerful, not only for your reputation, but for search signals too. I mean, the three pack on Google, you know, the thing you see with the map that's influenced by reviews. Um, you know, there's some really great digital real estate to be had. If you can really place a premium on getting people to leave positive reviews for you, then you could take those reviews and to your point, make awesome content, do motion graphics, you know, include, you know, video testimonials or whatever the case may be um, hugely powerful, but it takes a little bit of work for sure. 100% does. I Yes, get them done. Video testimonials, businessbros.biz slash testimonials. Um, when, when we talk about making social media content, um, there's oftentimes where we get lost in the fun stuff, right? We want to capture the attention. We want good, uh, whether it's a photo or a video, whatever it is. But oftentimes, I, I, what I notice with a lot of businesses, myself included, is we forget to ask, right? Just like you said for the testimonials, we forget to ask, whether it's for a review, whether it's for a call to action directly to go to our landing page. I ignored my destiny once. Not going to ignore it anymore, right? So when we're creating, uh, the, when we're doing the creative part of posting on social media, how, where should I be putting these call to actions? Should I be thinking about that at the beginning when mm -hmm. I'm doing the creative? Should I be, you know, where, where does that fit in so that my process includes that? It depends on whether your product or service is point and click or 
uh, a lengthy process, right? We work with a lot of B2B firms where decision-making happens over the period of six months. Um, and we've also worked with clients that have, you know, $10 products. So, you know, if you're, if you have a low cost product, then you're probably not dealing with customers that need to spend an exorbitant amount of time making a decision about whether to buy what you have. So in that environment should be front and center. You know, you should be leading with your products, visuals of your products, deals, things that, you know, are very transactional in nature. Um, certainly you want to build your brand and build brand affinity so that people are buying from you on a regular basis, but much more sales focus. Whereas if you have a product that's maybe a little bit more expensive, uh, where somebody's maybe taking a few weeks, up a couple months to make a decision on something, well, you don't want to lead with a lot of sales language. You don't want to, people don't like to be sold to, right? They, they, they don't like that. So you want to be helpful. You want to be entertaining. You want to provide added value. So if you have a bigger ticket item, you know, be helpful. You know, how can you, whatever it is that you do, what are things that are related to that, that could be helpful to people or entertaining or get people to fall in love with you? Really? Because I mean, people do business with who they like and who they trust. That's online currency. You need to build trust and likability. And you need to do that with people from day one with your social media content. So I, you know, I always, you know, advise clients not to overtly sell. Like if you do a good job of creating value and being entertaining and informative and being, you know, doing that regularly, tell your story, you know, why should people do business with you? What are your core values? Get people to like and trust you. And then, you know, you're going to have people lining up to buy from you. So, you know, you just have to be authentic and, and not try to sell to people. And, and inherently that gets people to want to buy from you. Well, you've been dropping some value bombs today, giving us great explanations about what to do and what, what to, you know, plan for in our social media posting. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. My thoughts. Exactly. What can we find at the socialistic, uh, uh, sorry, socialistics.com. Yeah, we're just, you know, we're a, we're, a full, we're a full service social media agency. We've been in business for about three years. So we help businesses manage um, all of their social media. They come to us to kind of own it end to end. We've worked with the Air Force. We've worked with Habitat for Humanity. We've worked with tech startups, uh, food and beverage companies, everything, anything and everything. Really just businesses that, to my point earlier, are they know they need to do it. They don't have the resources internally to do it. And they need somebody to kind of step in and just nail it for them. So we help them manage social media, run influencer campaigns, and and really just help them navigate social in a measurable way that actually delivers, you know, ROI for them and not just, you know, vanity metrics. So what's the best way to to contact you? Is that the best way? Socialistics. That's the beauty of our name. You can just type that in anywhere. You're going to find our website, socialistics.com. You'll find us on uh, all the social media channels just using our, our brand name. We uh, we have a podcast too that where we... Uh, talk about our agency and, uh, and what we've experienced. I love helping young entrepreneurs uh, navigate starting an agency and not make the same mistakes that we made uh, learning the hard way. So uh, we share all those insights and uh, look, there's enough business for all of us. So I just love helping others kind of find uh, the, the freedom of entrepreneurship uh, like we have. Dude, that's exactly right. I mean, there's so many businesses coming up and going and changing and modifying. Yeah, you're, you're 100% right. There's plenty of business out there. Uh, when when you come on podcasts, you you I'm assuming you've done more than just this one podcast. Mm-hmm. What's the theory behind that? Why go out and be a guest on multiple shows? Um, it's just like anything else. I mean, it's, it's exposure. You know, I think uh, podcasting is blowing up. It's it's mobile. It's uh, it's portable. Um, people can listen to it at the same time they're doing other things, and uh, so it's just blown up the past couple of years. And uh, 
people just get a sense of your authentic. They, 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 they can tell somebody's authentic. You can kind of hear, um, you know, you just they just hear people talking through their stories, and that's ultimately what it comes down to: is, is stories. People love stories, whether it's in written format, whether it's spoken word, whether it's visual. Um, but I think what makes podcasts just that much more appealing is just again that portability. And uh, I think it's I think it's the portability, and I think it's look, you know. I think it's going to blow up even more because because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. I mean, people aren't completely back in gyms yet. People aren't completely back in their vehicles. Um, you know, going to and from work. Um, you can you can drive and listen to it. You can work out and listen to it. So it's just a really accessible medium that uh, just makes sense because the more you get out there and tell your stories, as long as you're authentic and being helpful, um, it's a great way to just increase your exposure um, in ways that you know are it's, that's very consumable. You've done a, a number of different shows. You have a podcast yourself, mm-hmm. and we asked this of all our guests: What was your experience like on the Business Bros? What can if, you know? What do we do well, and if there's anything we can improve on? I got to tell you this: I've been on a lot. I've been on my fair share of podcasts. This is the most dynamic one I've been on with uh, all of the graphics and the visuals and the the interspersing of the movie clips, which I love. Uh, really engaged. Ain't no thing like me, except me. <laughs> I loved the uh, it's it's fun. I, I that's I guess when I really break it down, this is probably the most fun that I've had on an episode. Um, everything else has been pretty similar. Just you get on and you talk to somebody and you're done. Whereas this felt a much more dynamic. So uh, I don't know that I have any uh, constructive feedback other than you know had a really good experience. All right, since we do testimonials, I'm going to ask you for one last thing here. If there's somebody on the fence thinking about being a guest on the Business Bros podcast, what would you say to that person? Someone on the fence? On the uh, fence. I would say why are you on the fence? You know, what's uh, you know, what's preventing you from uh, you know, participating in a show like this? I mean, ultimately, you clearly you guys have a a good sense of what you're doing and and have a good system in place, so um I, I would say you should really have no reason not to. All right. Last little question here. What's, what's been your biggest struggle in business? Uh, and if possible, you know, what can we do to help you with that? Um, I would say, you know, the biggest struggle is always qualified leads. I think it's, uh, you know, we do a really good job of landing uh, qualified leads. It's just getting in front of the right decision makers at the right time. And so, you know, we're always looking for C-suite level executives or business owners. So they're not the easiest people to track down. You know, you kind of got to be in the right place at the right time. So you can't really plan for that. So, you know, it's just getting, getting more qualified leads. That's really the, the magic or the secret sauce to us continuing to grow as an agency. I would say that's certainly our, always our biggest challenge. It's funny how that legion works. It's across the board. It's not just, I think it's almost all, every entrepreneur's uh, struggle is that legion. How do I get in front of somebody? Tell them what does he do? Well, we call that marketing. We call that go to socialistics.com, figure out how the heck you're yep. going to do that, right? <laughs> yep. No, we, I mean, we, we do it for others, but you know, we, it's a challenge for us as well. It's a never ending battle. Yeah. All right, Jason. Well, hey, man, b- before we head out, is there anything that you feel I should have asked or maybe something that I didn't cover that uh, that you might find important? Uh, the only thing I would add is I know you've got a little bit younger audience. Um, you know, my, my best advice that I can give you uh, in terms of taking the leap of, you know, doing your own thing and being an entrepreneur is conquer your fear. Um, you know, I started my business when I was 44, I think, 43. Always knew I wanted to do it, but the timing was never right. And I, I finally 
with the, the stars aligned and I, I took that leap. But the thing that made the difference for me this time was that I was all in. I was all in mentally. I was not afraid and, and getting in front of that fear of failure, the fear of having a paycheck, the fear of a lack of benefits, like all those things. I'm like, nope, this is it. This is what I was built for. This is what I'm wired for. I'm going for it for real, authentically in my head. That was the roadblock for me previously in my life. And once I was able to put that behind me, the business took off. So do whatever it is that you have to do to get in front of that fear. And I promise you, if you're wired to be an entrepreneur, you're, you're going to be successful. I love that. I love that. It's funny because I was listening to, uh, I think it was Ed Milet this morning. He was talking about how your don't let the past you be bigger than the future you, yep, right? Know like that. that there's something greater in front of you. There's something that you want to achieve. You may not know how it's going to happen. You may not know how you're going to get there. But if you know that there's something greater for you and you believe it, when you stand up and talk to people, yeah. they don't. you don't have to sell them because they see how much you believe in oh, your yeah. product or service. Am for I sure. right? For sure. I love it. All right. Roads. Well, we're going, we don't need roads. Damn right, Doc Brown. That's what I'm talking about. All right, ladies and gents, one more time before you guys head out. Look, socialistics.com, socialistics.com. Make sure you guys go and check it out. There's there if if anything, as always, sit down and have a conversation. You don't know where this is gonna go. It could be something that you use for your business, it could be somebody that you pick up. Jason could be your next mentor. You just never know what the situation's gonna be until you take action. Like anything else, if you sit back and do nothing, you will become nothing. So you have to take an action. It's okay if you fail, it's okay if you make a mistake. We all do, that's how we learn, but you must take action. Take that next step, go to socialistics.com and start that conversation today. Jason, thank you very much for coming on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we will catch you again manana. Hope you guys had a great 4th of July weekend. Peace out, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.